0: This is the Canton Show. I'm your host, Trent. And it's your boy Josh. And it's gonna be a real good episode today. <laughs> Let's go, man. The NFL season has concluded, just like those buzzballs were <laughs> finished. But I mean, Buzzballs, man. Are we, we're still trying to get their sponsorship, right? Hey, we're waiting. We're waiting. Look, we're putting you in the first 15 seconds of our episode. <laughs> just just hit us up. Um <laughs> But, man, the season has concluded. You know what that means? Coaches got to come and go. And next season will never be the same as this season with coaches. Yeah. So let's break that down first. We know some are officially out. We're predicting more to be out. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we got to find the replacements. So we'll start with the officiallys out, right? Brandon Staley, out as Chargers head coach. Hardest one to pick. Who fills that void? Uh, For me,
1: you know, really, I picked – I'm just going to say it. I picked Bill Belichick, and the reason being is it was really hard for me to find another team that I could see him coaching. Like, I really –
0: You want him to go to a winning team, right?
1: Yeah. I think he wants to go to a winning team with a good quarterback. I mean, a very talented quarterback in Justin Herbert. And it's just like I was looking at all these teams, and I really couldn't see him fitting in anywhere else. Like, I just – I just don't know. So I'm saying
0: Chargers
1: are going to land Bill Belichick, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, coach of
0: all time. Okay, okay. I have coming off a championship W, Mm. Jim Harbaugh. I think he's going to take his talents and his coaching ability to Los Angeles. He's going to turn that team around. They're not far from being a great team. Uh, They have a lot of great pieces. Yeah, he's going to bring his own. He's going to want some of his own pieces, ship some out. But Jim Harbaugh is going to lead that team, and with Justin Herbert as a as a coach looking for an opportunity somewhere, mm-hmm. when you have that dude already established, that takes so much off your plate, and I think it'd be a great transition for him from college ball. See, another reason
1: why I had Belichick going to the Chargers. It was really between Harbaugh and Belichick for me. I mean, I know yeah. it was for you, obviously. And I'm just gonna say it. I think Jim Harbaugh stays in college, bro. He's got. He's gonna be. He's gonna be making probably a lot more money with michigan i know the college coaches make a lot more because they're the gms they're the coaches they're everything in college and that being said he's also gonna have a lot more power a lot more say in everything that goes on and goes down in michigan and so i have jim harbaugh staying in michigan he said it early in the season or whatever midway through season that he wants to stay there that's that's where he wants to be i think he's sticking with it i think you know that that championship. I know there's probably a lot of guys leaving, a lot of guys going to the NFL after that. But I think he stays in Michigan, and I don't think any NFL coach or team is going to get to get a championship coach
0: in Harbaugh this season. Seeing that, and that's where I'm opposite of you because that sign stealing thing it went away with the Big Ten conference. Mm-hmm. But guess who starts investigating it now? The oh, NCAA, and that's where his suspension is going to come down. And he's gonna get the drift because they already they. Man, you could have told me that when we were freaking prepping the show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, I'm saying screw it. He's still staying. JG McCarthy said everyone steals signs. Everyone does it. Yeah, they went above and beyond. They went out of their way. They spent a lot of money to steal those <laughs> signs. The Harbaughs. Hey, paid off. Yeah. <laughs> it, paid it, paid off. Like it paid off.
0: But yeah, I just, for that reason, he's coming to the NFL. So then where
1: do you, oh wait, where do you have him going then? The Chargers. That, that's my, oh, yeah, that's yeah. my spot. Oh, yeah, yeah. I said yeah. Belichick. Yeah.
0: Chargers. All right. Next one. Officially out. Surprised us. For Mike Vrabel dude, is out as not a only Titans surprise me. It pisses me off. Yeah, it kind of pissed me off, dude. What the fuck? I've never played for the dude, but watching all the, the things from behind the scenes, even on the game day. Mm hmm. That is a coach I would love to fucking play for. Yeah. And the fact that he's out, he won coach of the year two years ago. Like, I know things could change fast, and obviously it did, but he wasn't a bad coach this year. The roster was a little off, I will say that, but give him another offseason to kind of repair that team, they're probably a playoff team next year. Yeah, I
1: mean, I think – you can't really put it on Vrabel, dude. They missed on a lot of draft picks. And that's the GM right there. Yeah, that's not him. That's what I'm saying. I just, I just don't see what they were thinking. And uh, I think, I think we both have him ending up right filling the void in New England. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great fit. He's a no-nonsense type of guy.
0: He's a hard-ass, you know. In a yeah. way, yeah. I think mean, he He's fits came. In. He came from that system. Yeah, he, so. I think he'll fit in well with the Patriots. Um, but. The Titans need a head coach. So mm-hmm. who's who's stepping in? <sighs> I think Eric Bieniemy. I think he's been... Damn, out of all the options, we have the same one. That's pretty crazy. I know we're probably going to have the same ones a couple times. But yeah, I like that pick right there. Yeah, I think he's been a stud. I think
1: uh, commanders are obviously... Uh, they already fired him.
2: They oh, haven't they, fired him. They're cleaning house, though. I, yeah, they're yeah, cleaning new house. New owner, new
1: GM. I think they're cleaning house. And I think Eric Bieniemy is... One of those guys that's just like Vrabel is going to get a spot right away. And I could see him going and coaching the Titans.
0: All right. Next one. Arthur Smith is out as the Falcons head coach. Um, Not very surprising. They kind of had a downfall. So kind of expected. I see him ending back up in the NFL. I'm just not sure as a head coach. He doesn't need the money if it's not the right position. His yeah, dad his dad's on the FedEx. Fe- yeah. FedEx. Um, but that void has to be filled. Who has
1: it? I'm going with the man that's been, I mean, he's been having his offense on fire this season. And we've seen – Don't tell
0: me he's from Detroit. He's from
1: Detroit. And we have the same one again. Ben Johnson, I mean, the Lions offense has been on fire all season. Jared Goff is looking good. amon Ra is looking insane. And then you got the two guys in the backfield. I mean, that offense has been looking great all season. And we've seen the trends. We've seen it. Uh, A lot of guys are wanting – a lot of teams are wanting the offensive-minded coaches. And even though I have a lot of defensive coaches on here actually yeah. taking these voids, I'm going with Ben Johnson. He's filling the void at the Falcons. They've got an offense that's pretty much just a quarterback away. And, I mean, they've got they the receivers. Got the talent. They and, have the yeah, tight end. They've got the tight end. They've got the running mm-hmm. back. And a lot of those guys have been
0: severely, severely underused, misused. I mean... Watch Kyle Pitts with the right coach next year be tight end one, tight end, end two. and You the got NFL. the tight
1: end two, Johnny Smith on that team, who's another baller. I mean, yeah, I think the Falcons could be a problem if they get a good offensive coordinator and maybe a good quarterback too.
0: Yeah. Next one, officially out. Josh McDaniels, he's been out for a while. Mm. Raiders, they need to fill the void. Did they already fill it with their interim? Because I think so. I think so too, dude. I
1: mean, seeing him run off the field and just pipe up the crowd, like he's like – he yeah. he looked like he was Max Crosby hyping up the crowd, and everyone just loved it. He
0: looks like he was born for the Raiders head coach. He up. was. The way he carries it, it matches the organization's like profile so much. Yep. And if they move on from I think they're dumb. Yeah.
1: I mean, you saw how they turned it around ever since he's got into that position. Mm-hmm. Should have beat the Chiefs. That offsides call was horrible on Jack Jones. Was yeah. Not, I mean... Dude, the Raiders look good at the end of the season, and that has to do a lot with Antonio Pierce. You see the locker room wants him. I mean, we've seen it before with, the what was it, the Packers? or? or no, it was the Raiders yeah, when uh, with, the special teams coach. Uh, Frank um, Versace that, or something? Oh, like that? yeah, Versace, yeah, Versace, whatever. <laughs> I mean, we've seen it before. I think they get it right this time, and they keep the guy.
0: Hell, yeah. Ron Rivera is out as the commander's head coach. Who steps in? This one was kind of hard for me. It was kind of like... Who's gonna be the last remaining option type deal? Because, like, who's gonna want to go there? <laughs> yeah, I know it's new owner, but they're so far from talent yeah. player wise being ready. And they had some and guys, I think the playoffs, but they
1: like you said, yeah, they had some guys, but they traded them away. They gave them away. They gave away their D line, which was, I mean, on their way to being one of the best D lines in the league. They had Sweat, they had Chase Young, they had Payne and Allen in the middle. I mean, they just kind of
0: gave up, and so they're gonna have a lot of draft picks, mm. but still, you can't rebuild in one offseason off the draft picks. Hopefully the owners want to spend money, but it's just, it's kind of a, they're in a weird position for sure. So what coach wants that, which coach is going to take it? Because we got to remember at the end of the day, all these coaching hires, it's not about what the team wants this year. It's also coaches don't want to like take the job and it's like a bad gig. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you're not going to make it through the season. You know? Yeah. I know there's only 32 of them. There's Mm -hmm. only 32 head coaching spots, but Coaches weigh their options, you know? So who you got? I have Wink Martindale. He just resigned as the New York Giants. Me too. Defense coordinator. It makes sense. Like, he's going to show the league. He's very well respected. I think he could get some key free agents to sign with him Mm -hmm. with that respect level he has. And, And, I mean, the defense was not the problem. No.
1: The offense was not working. Daniel Jones, after getting paid, which is crazy. I mean, he got paid. And he played how many games this season?
2: I mean, not it's just
1: insane. Their offense was not hitting. Saquon was, you know, wishy-washy, hit or miss. I think that uh, bringing in another, or I guess he's a defensive-minded coach, but still, man, I don't know. I just think that their defense can get it done and wink Martindale. Oh, wait, he's going to the Commanders. Never mind, I'm sure. Yeah. So their defense was good.
0: I think, yeah. He'll well, just solidify that. Mm-hmm. He'll go get his offense coordinator. And I'm not saying they're making the playoffs next year. But I think they'll have a better season than they had. Yeah. Um, Next up is Frank Wright or Rich. I don't know how to say his last name, to be honest with you. Um, Panthers head coach. He's been out for a while. Two seasons in a row. Didn't survive. Um, Last season with the Colts, now the Panthers. This is another one where I think it's a hard one to take. Mm. Um, The owner's very, very – he oversees a lot of things, and he just is too quick to it, to be honest with you. I think he needs to let the GM GM – I think he needs to let the coach coach, um, and he hasn't shown that. So, like, that's another one where I'm like, "Do I? You got to take a head coaching job when offered, I guess, but do you want to take that one?" Like, yeah, and that's and why I'm not. Up with it.
1: I'm not going with one of the top guys on this list, like a Vrabel or a Harbaugh or a Belichick. I'm going with uh, Brian Callahan, offensive coordinator of the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Obviously the Bengals offense struggled in the se- in the beginning of the season But I think that's because Joe Burrow was playing unhealthy mm-hmm. But you saw once Jake Browning came in there. It almost looked like they did not miss a beat
2: They yeah. probably would
1: have been a playoff team if Joe Burrow would have just sat and then came back fully healthy In the or you know If he sat in the beginning of the season and came back fully healthy their offense looked good They've got some they had some guys and I think Brian Callahan can make it work with the Panthers Obviously, maybe not next season They're kind of in a
0: rebuilding phase right now, but he's young,
1: and I think he's ready to take on the task.
0: Yeah, I just don't see any veteran coaches really taking that job, And plus where I place the other ones um, as this list goes on. I think it'd be a great option for them to kind of take a chance on this head coach, Mm -hmm. and hopefully this one pays off, because I don't want Bryce Young's career to go to waste, because a couple more bad seasons, and he's kind of screwed in a sense, but... We'll just see where that goes. Yeah, I mean, you've seen
1: what Brian Callahan did. Obviously, Joe Burrow is a generational talent. But then Jake Browning goes in there, and like I said, they didn't really miss a beat. They looked better than when Joe Burrow was playing unhealthy. And I think he could be uh, really helpful for Bryce Young's career. All
0: righty. That completes officially fired. As of we're recording this on. Yeah. Mm, yeah. On January 9th, okay? So if you guys see this after, you guys know this is January 9th. These could happen as late as January 9th at midnight or as January 10th right when we wake up. So I got four more coaches I see getting canned. How many more do you have? Mm, I got about four? Uh, something like that. I'll just I'll just uh, follow along with you. All right, and if I miss one of yours, let me know. First up, Bill Belichick. We've said it. He hasn't been officially. So you have him going to the Chargers, obviously. Mm-hmm. I haven't said my team yet, and I'm going to hold that one real quick. But the Patriots are going to need a head coach. We both said earlier in the show, Mike Rabel.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Um, for all the reasons you said earlier in the show, hard-nosed guy, came from that system, go back, turn that ship around, and they're going to have to go get a GM because he's not going to do both like Bill Belichick. But Mike Vrabel's the dude there. Agreed? Mm-hmm. Next up. Bill Belichick, the GM as well? Yeah. He's the GM and the head coach. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Next one. Damn, that's very interesting. I'm going to save the the one down in the AFC South for later. So, next one, Mike Eberflus Bears. I have him out. Mm. I think they have a lot of draft picks. They may have the quarterback of the future. It could help the next coach or maybe not. But I think there's an option out there that Man, it's going to give away my one that I wanted to save. But who do you see filling that void? Or do you not have him out? If you don't have him
1: out, that's see, fine. I don't really I wasn't I didn't necessarily write it down. There's a couple guys. I could see Dan Quinn going there, but I picked him for another team. You know, we talked about it while we were picking all these guys. Brian Flores, hell of a coach, got blackballed in a way. I think it's gonna be hard for him to get a, a, a job just because we know how these owners and execs, you know what they do. They all get together and yeah.
0: They're very – they're 32 very powerful people. Yeah, so
1: I can see, you know, them blackballing Brian and him not getting another head coaching job. If I had to say, I could see Brian Flores going over there. He had that Vikings defense balling. They are in a lot of close games with a mediocre offense. I mean, and then with Kirk Cousins going out, it just didn't help. I think Brian Flores could be a hell of a coach.
0: But I'm going to go with Brian Flores. All right, so I'm going to give you my coach, and then it's going to lead me right into the next, okay? (sighs) I have to say it, the head coach of the Bears in 2024-2025 season is going to be Mike Tomlin. Oh. Yes, that means the Steelers are firing Mike Tomlin. Who replaces Mike Tomlin? Hold up, Bill Belichick. <laughs> hey, you guys heard it. Let me give you my explanation. Mike Tomlin is out oh as the Steelers head coach. He's been very, the team's been very mediocre since 2017 when they made their AFC Championship appearance. The Steelers are known to win. They're known to win that AFC championship game. They're known to be in the the Super Bowl. And that's just not happening in Pittsburgh. And I'm not saying he's been a bad coach because I think he's one of the best coaches in the NFL. It's just mediocre. It kind of kills you. You kind of want to be dead last to have a good draft pick and get your quarterback of the future or be the top dog with your quarterback of the future. And they've kind of shot themselves in the foot being mediocre because then they don't have a good enough draft pick to get that dude, and that's mm-hmm. kind of been where they're stuck. And I know that's not necessarily his fault for the results, but you got to change up something to get over that hump, and that's where I see him being fired. And enter Bill Belichick. They're going to get to the playoffs. Guess what Bill doesn't do in the playoffs? He doesn't lose. Yeah. And they're going to overcome that AFC Championship hump with Bill, and he's going to ride high into the sky. or Not into the sky, but into retirement. Into with the a- sunset into the sunset with a Steelers Super Bowl, which is going to look weird, but it's going to happen. See, I think,
1: you know, you said they have to make changes. I think the Steelers, arguably one of their best rosters this season without a quarterback. They have a pretty good defense. They've got some guys on the defense. They've got some young receivers. That running back, uh, whatever they call it, running back room is looking very dangerous. I think Mike Tollins has been working with what he's got. I think instead of moving on from their uh, coach, they move on from their quarterback, Kenny Pickett, Mason Rudolph, whoever it is. I think they could go get a guy like Russell Wilson. I don't necessarily see them finding a the quarterback in the draft. I think they go and get a vet. I think they have a really good defense right now, so I don't think they want to risk it on a rookie. I think they're, they could be a, a right now team, uh, you know, really soon. They're, they could be there if they go and get a vet quarterback that could deal. I think they go and get Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson needs a bounce-back year after. He had a good uh, season this season. He had some hype, you know, in the middle of the season. <laughs> he just didn't do enough with the Denver Broncos. I think he could do a lot with the Steelers, with that running back room, with those receivers, you know, George Pickens. He may not block, but so does every other receiver. No receivers you're block, on the 49ers. Unless you're the 49ers, exactly. or
0: the Ram- I'll say the Rams, too. No. Just because of just that coaching tree. But... I kind of wanted to touch on Bill Belichick, Mike Tomlin, mm-hmm. right? So you got Bill Belichick coming over to the Steelers in my eyes. And that defense is going to be s- – not that Mike Tomlin hasn't been calling great defense and that defense hasn't been great. I just think they'll take it up even another notch with that ex- that crazy, crazy coaching ability Bill Belichick has. And then on the other side, Mike Tomlin and the Bears, it's going to remind me of like the Bears back in the day before we before our time when they were one of the top dogs. Send over Mike Tomlin and they could truly be that within a year or two, maybe maybe a couple more. But the talent they're they're getting and what they could pull, I just both of those teams could get better by both of the switches. So that's kinda why I had it. I know it's crazy. Yeah. But if you're coming over from the clips, now you heard my explanation. Because <laughs> the clip only had that little part.
1: All right. Let's uh, move on into last week's picks after talking about all these. I have one more. Oh, you have another one? Get into it. I have one more. Dennis Allen,
0: Saints, he's oh, out. Oh, yeah, I have him too, he's out. Um, And that one I have filled by Dan Quinn. He used to be the coach of the Atlanta Falcons. I think he comes back to the division and he kind of terrorizes the Atlanta Falcons for a couple years. Yeah,
1: I could see it. You know, I have Dan Quinn written down here as well, but just now that I'm thinking about it, Dennis Allen was, I mean, a hell of a defensive coach. Their defense has been stellar for the past few years. I mean... Mm-hmm. They're very good defense. Maybe they want to switch it up. Maybe they want to go and get an offensive-minded guy, get a good D coordinator. Maybe they're feeling like their defense is already set.
0: Yeah, exactly. I could see that. I could see them going
2: after an
1: OC now
0: that I'm thinking about it, but I also have
1: Dan Quinton really
0: down here. Okay. And that leaves one of our coordinators off this list. Thank God. Steve Wilkes, welcome back to 2024-2025 season. It's a lot. Okay, I know you got to go interview, but – Thank you for coming back. (laughs)
1: Please let the Niners, please let the Niners just keep their freaking coordinator this season for once. Yeah. You know what else? They'll probably lose like three next year. What could happen? Let's say Steve Wilkes goes and coaches for one of these teams, you know. Chris Kurserek, Kurserek, whatever, our D-line coach who's next man up right there. I don't know how it works with position coaches, but he's got to be a Hall of Fame position coach. Yeah. The D-line that we've had year in and year out since he's been here is just insane. I could see him moving up to the D.C. position, but I like where we're at. I hope Steve Wilkes stays. Ever since he came down to the sideline, it's been a different defense, been a different team, and I, I just hope we continue that trend. I don't want to continue the trend of losing our coordinators every season.
0: Yeah, that's hard. Um, but you were going somewhere before I said I had one last coach. He'll take us there. Let's get into last week's picks, our dogs, our matchups, our
1: games. Let's get into it.
0: Dog. My dog absolutely did not hit. He folded when the lights were bright to a tongue of Iloa. Was 17 for 27. One TD. Two interceptions. 173 yards. Let's highlight the two interceptions. Terrible interceptions. Yeah. At the wrong time of the game. Terrible. At the terrible, worst time. The last Terrible. One. Yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, when they're driving down the field trying to win it and you throw that pick. And I mean, it looked like the the, they knew what was happening. It it looked like the Bills defense knew exactly where Tua was going on mm-hmm. that play. It looked like And he gave it away.
0: If you if you look at the way he started that play, he did not look off a of safety. Mm-hmm. He looked at that spot the whole time like that was the only possible place he could go to. And you're going to Claypool at the end of the game? <sighs> no disrespect to Claypool. That's ND boy and I I like the way Claypool plays. But I uh, just yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, I, I'm. it didn't sit right with me. Not what you want to see out of your dog. No, your dog,
1: yeah. my dog, I'm going to go in and say he hit. You got Jordan Love, only five incompletions, 27 uh, completions out of 32 attempts, above 300 yards, 316 yards, and two tutties, no interceptions, and went in there and continued the ownership of the Chicago Bears. Yes, sir. I mean, they're just owned by the Packers at this point, and Jordan Love is looking – Real good, real comfortable. Finished uh, top three or top, I think top two in touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he balled out this last week going into the playoffs. So I think I'm sealing it and
0: stamping it. Jordan Love was my dog of the week. Packers got their guy for the for the future. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is over there, but they they don't go through many quarterbacks, and I think he's gonna he's gonna be the next Rodgers and Brett Favre, and and that's early to say, but. Dude, Every I'm, reason for, he's giving me. And it's crazy because I
1: know, even to me as a 49ers fan, I'm not a Packers fan. I was like, what the fuck are they doing drafting Jordan Love? Mm-hmm. Why are they not drafting Justin Jefferson or someone? And okay. they went and drafted a quarterback. When you have Aaron Rodgers coming off, what was it, back-to-back MVPs MVP. or one
0: MVP at one that MVP point? One MVP. Oh, he then he went and won. Yeah.
1: I mean, I know Packers fans are confused. They were mad. But I know they're happy now. It, it came... Uh, It uh it was a win in the long run and Jordan Love is looking real good in the Green Bay.
0: Yeah, and I just gotta give him a shout out, man. Gotta give him a shout out. Like I know we've been highlighting him for the past couple minutes, but he's impressed me. When they drafted him, like you said, I'm a big Aaron Rodgers fan. Mm -hmm. And it was like, damn, that's what they think about Aaron Rodgers. And Right, like imagine
1: if they would have gotten Justin Jefferson and Devontae Adams on the same team. Woo! But, hey, yeah. they are hey. thinking about the future. I guess they knew something that we didn't. Jordan Love is balling. Yep. Um, matchups. I'll go first on this one. Yeah. I mean, my guy didn't even play. My matchup was Kelsey versus DJ Derwin James. I thought Kelsey was going to have a big game. Will himself into that uh, eight consecutive 1,000-yard season. Yeah, and that's
0: why I thought he was going to play, too.
1: I thought he was gonna help them also try and, you know, go on a big win into the playoffs. Did they end up losing that game? I know they were losing. No, they won. Oh, they ended up winning 13 to 12 against the Chargers. I mean, Bill or the Chiefs have just been falling apart this season. Kelsey didn't play, so my matchup wasn't a hit.
0: All right. My matchup's gonna lead us right into game number one that we're gonna talk about. CJ Stroud, Gardner Minshew. From a quarterback standpoint, CJ went twenty for twenty six, two sixty four, two TDs. Gardner went 13 for 24, 141 in the air, and no TDs. So I'm gonna say CJ Stroud won this matchup of clear as day. And boy bald. And I just want to highlight one play before we get into the rest of the game. He has dropped back. Their first play. <laughs> no, no. That was a good play. But that's not the play I'm highlighting. Oh. He's dropping back. He has pressure. He's getting spun because they're tackling him at his legs. Oh. And he just finds the one little second to throw the ball. He lost it up perfectly enough where it's to the sideline and only where his receiver can get. Okay, I know there has to be luck in that play, but there also has to be skill in that play. Like mm-hmm. the the fact that your momentum's going one way and you're still able to just launch it and get enough airtime and put it to a spot where you know, yeah, it might be a bad pass, but it's my receiver and no one, mm-hmm. and his receiver got it. Yep. So I want to highlight that before we get into the game. Now, the game. You, you said it. Go
1: ahead. Yeah, I mean, that first play, another – he had a couple of those passes. He had a lot of those passes all season. But, you know, we saw on that first play on offense, they had the check down. They had Singletary, I think it was, you know, in the flat – or no, mm-hmm. it was in the middle of the field. But he said, nah, I like my guy against their guy. He went and he fucking threw that ball
0: for but a touchdown
1: on the first one. one of the
0: nicest balls I've seen thrown all season. Yeah, he's got a pretty ball, dude. Yeah. Pause.
1: Good thing he left it at. One He's got ball. really pretty balls,
0: dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. I mean, dude. But, yeah, go ahead, Not go only
1: ahead. did C.J. Stroud have a game and cement himself as this year's offensive rookie of the year. I mean, come on. There's no. There's no debating it at this point. Yeah. But Nico Collins went off. Oh, what was it? 195 receiving yards. Yes, he had a 75-yard target. But, yes, he still had eight receptions and 120-some yards after that. He balled. He went off. He's had some games like that all season. I mean, come on, man. If they had Tank Dell, oh, man, they'd be a problem right now.
0: Yeah, and to the flip side, the Colts weren't playing bad. They were playing good. And yeah, JP, John. John Jonathan, yeah, John Taylor had himself a day. I know he went to the locker room late, and that's where it comes to bug me. Fast forward, last play of the game for the Colts. Uh, Sorry. Uh, I was joking. I don't know that Buzzball bird. <laughs> um shout out. Yeah, shout out Buzzball. <laughs> um that last play for the Colts really. You have a backup running back in. I know the ball could have been better. And I know probably if Jonathan Taylor is in, they probably are covering the running back a little harder. But backup running back in and it hits his hands. What do we say as a receiver? If it hits your hands, what is it? It's catchable. Yep.
1: I mean, if it's in the wheelhouse, it's catchable,
0: dude. And just to the backup running back on the last play season on the line. And I'm not even making that though. I mean, they
1: also have Zach Moss, who was top five, top three in rushing yards all season until the, you know, when once he tailed off, once Jonathan Taylor got a little healthy. But, dude, he's a good back, too. Yeah, I don't know. know what exactly happened. But. Shout out to that. I forget his name, the running back that dropped it. Took all responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know, he said, "I feel like a failure," but you know, everyone has those plays. You know, yeah. Can't, and I'm not putting this it.
0: on him for dropping it. I'm putting it more on the play call. Yeah. And the coach was probably in his ear, telling him where to go with it. And I'm, oh, in that 15 second gap, right? But it's like on the line. Yeah. All your other weapons. I nothing against the running back because I know he's gonna bounce back and have a great career. To come but ah it didn't rub me the right way.
1: Yeah that's yeah that's not the play call you want to see. You want your best play on that play.
0: Yep. Talking about best play. Your boy Josh Allen or our boy, I don't know. I like quarterbacks. He had himself a day against the Dolphins. I mean, he's not my boy. Yeah he's not really my boy today. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. I was trying to have a smooth transition and just it it sounded better in my head I should have left it in my head. But let's get into the Bills-Dolphins game.
1: I mean, that, dude, one punt for the Dolphins. They punted one time, and the Bills took it to the house. 96 yards. That has to be one of the plays of the game. Besides, you know, two was two picks. Josh Allen also threw two picks. So I think that 96-yard punt return was just that the play of the game. And I, I think that's what ultimately did it to him.
0: The Dolphins jumped out in that game, and they just... Fell apart and they. it was like they knew they had the lead and they knew they had the division on a lock. And then they checked out and it's like four quarters of football. Mm -hmm. You got to play it till the very last whistle. And they didn't.
1: Especially late in the season, man. You can't let up on the gas pedal at all.
0: Nope.
1: I mean, you have Tua going and throwing that pick at the end of the game. Doesn't help either. I mean. Man, the Dolphins just did not get it done when they needed to most. They've showed that they haven't been beating these above five hundred teams, besides the Cowboys, Mm -hmm. which who also have not been uh, very many five hundred teams, if if any, have they been any
0: the Cowboys? Yeah, Uh, the Lions. Oh, the Lions. Are we really giving them that win? So no, they have not been any teams above five hundred either. So I mean, yeah, it's it's gonna be a weird playoffs. And I think these two teams... I know we'll get into it later with our guest that is coming on. Guys, we are having a guest. Um, I'll get into that a little bit. Um, But I can see these two teams kind of matching up in the playoffs one more time. Yeah. Um, But with that being said, before we get there...
1: If the Dolphins would have won, they would have played in the first round, huh? They would have played right back to back. Yeah. That would have been weird. That would have been very interesting.
0: Let's get into our 49ers time. 49ers segment. Guys... I know you're gonna come at the comments. All we're in we're in LA. All these Rams fans are gonna come at us. Dude, we say, did not We have won! A... We won! We won! Shut the f yeah up. Yeah. I mean, we're
1: when our starters were in and their starters ran, we were up 20 to 7. And yes, we gave up the lead. But I just gotta say we gotta highlight some bright spots. Our offense was working without CMC, without Brock Purdy, our two I mean, obviously, Trent Williams is probably the best player on the team. Maybe He only played one series, too. Yeah, he only played a series. And our offense was moving. I mean, Elijah Mitchell is looking good. I loved watching our own line play. That yeah. was a great game. And I think, I mean, it looks – we we definitely are better with CMC and Purdy. Of course, they're the two MVP candidates. But it was good to see that we we're still working. We we're still moving the ball, still getting in the end zone. And I think you got to look at the bright sides.
0: Yeah um what i have here is what you hit on what i hit on already is 20 to 7 going into the half right um we lose 21 to 20 we didn't have a single starter out there in the second half um i know it's gonna sound weird but respect is given when it's due shout out puka yeah. for breaking the record Dude, it's it sucks baller. to be on us right it's gonna be that catch shown every year that a receiver gets close as a rookie, but. Bro's a baller, and shout out good football, and Puka did his thing. Yeah, I mean, he's been doing his thing
1: all season. You know, he's had the big catches. He's had the diving catches with no gloves
0: on. I think in the rain, too, mm-hmm. maybe even. I mean, he's had a hell of a year. And You're getting a little too passionate there, so. Um, yeah, fucking rain.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I just got to give respect. You know I'm a receiver. I, I got to give respect to my receivers. Puka had a hell of a year, and I think he's going to have a hell of a career.
0: Yeah, agreed. Um, With that being said, we said some of our starters did not play. Only a couple, but then they played the first half and sat. So they started their rest, and now we're on a bye. Mm -hmm. I think this is huge for us. We had a couple players banged up, and what better time to not just recover, but also get better without having to play a game. And no stress about, like, possible loss. We're we're on to the next round. It's two more wins. We're in the Super Bowl. But – for now, we got to just rest up, watch these games, see who we're going to play, focus in and get ready for our chance at our first playoff game the following week. Yep. Yeah. It's
1: big time that we get this resting week, especially you know we've had some guys that are banged up. Hopefully we get our safeties back, we get freaking Eric Armstead, who was having a career year this season. I mean, balling out of his mind.
0: Breaking news. He did practice are yeah. slated to practice tomorrow?
1: That's big time. And then we got obviously we're getting Purdy and McCaffrey back. We're getting all the guys back. You know, it's great that we're getting healthy this week. Jawan Jennings is out of concussion protocol.
0: I think we only lost one guy against the Rams. Uh, Farrell,
2: yeah, but um, not but he's career to... end or not season end.
1: Yeah, he's so supposed to come good. back. Yeah,
0: and uh, even uh,
1: George Odom, who I mean I think would have been first team All Pro for uh, Pro Bowler special teamer. He was having a hell of a season. He's been a hell of a special teamer all of his career. I mean, I there's, think that's gonna be big time if he. There's one
0: name that I have not read enough into to bring this up, but I'm going to bring it up. Do we hear Drake Jackson's name this postseason? Because I have no idea what happened. I think
1: he's out for the season. I'm pretty sure.
0: Really? Yeah, oh, I yeah. want to say he's
1: been out for the season. I don't think I've seen him on the injury report. Or I haven't anything. seen him go to the IR. That's the thing.
0: Um, but remember, Week One, three sacks. We we're like. Oh, that's as much as he had last year. He's going to have himself a year. And obviously, we didn't know we were trading for Chase Young, but it stayed at three sacks. And I'm like, damn. I, I want, him, I want him to the ball. guy. You he's going to ball.
1: We talk about the, or I mean, everyone talks about those, like, uh, just those traits, those characteristics. He has the bend. He has a freakish athleticism. Yeah. And we've seen him do the I can, backflips. not
0: seem like a similar character, like Von Miller type deal. Dude, I mean,. He's literally as bendy as Von Miller as athletic. Mm-hmm.
1: He's a monster. He's strong. He's got those long, freakishly long arms that like go down to his freaking knees or something. And he's a tall guy. Yeah. I mean, he could be a real problem.
0: And if we can't re-sign Chase Young this off cuz I mean, he's played himself into a nice contract coming up, and if we can't Drake Jackson's going to be a cheaper option just cuz he's on a run contract. Ferrell. I mean, we've got so. some guys.
1: Some yeah. of the rookies that got some or showed up, you know, in this game. We've got some guys coming up. And, you know, I can't pronounce his name. Kurserek? Chris Kurserek, our D-line coach? He'll figure it out. Yeah, He's the man. Like I said, Hall of Fame coach.
0: Damn. Are we done with 49ers? I think so. We don't
1: have anything to talk about next week.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's going to be a nice, just relaxing football. Or weekend of football, since we don't have to stress or anything. Mm. Um, But with that being said, guys, kind of hinted at it just a minute ago. We are having a guest. So I just want to say, this is going to be coming on our show. Jace from Up Your Score podcast.
1: Check him out on all platforms, whatever he's on. What is it? YouTube. uh, Instagram. Whatever it is. Yeah, whatever.
0: We're going to tag him in this and stuff. So yeah, go check him out. The format of this video, if you are watching the video, is changing now. What's up, guys? Just like we promised, our guest is here. Welcome, Jace, from Up Your Score podcast. Glad to have you on, man. How you doing?
2: Doing well. Thank you guys for having me.
0: Hell yeah, man. So we're going to do our usual dog matchup. And instead of just picking two games, we're just going to give you all of them. And we're going to let Jace pick his winners and tell us kind of why each game. And we're going to tell you why each game. There's only seven on the slate this weekend. So let's get into it, man. Dogs are huge. They got to happen. Playoffs are here. The lights are bright, so the stars gotta shine.
2: Jace, who is your dog for this week? So my my dog or matchup of the week, it's gotta be the Goff versus Stafford matchup. Oh. Because of the storyline, you got Stafford, a guy who spent, you know, 80% of his career there before getting traded, obviously, a couple of years ago. And then obviously, first time coming back to Detroit, and then Goff playing obviously against his former team with McVeigh. And I feel like, you know, that's going to be arguably the best matchup just because of the story. And because, you know, you haven't seen the Lions in a playoff game in a while, especially in Detroit. I saw that ticket sales uh, for the wildcard round is the most expensive for that Rams Lions game. So obviously, it's a big deal for a very long time. Yeah, it's a big deal in Detroit, and uh, it's going to be a great game. But that's my that's my matchup. All right, okay, okay. Who do you
1: think wins that matchup?
2: Who has the better game? Not maybe not a winner, but who probably got to go game? Stafford. He's got more experience. I know. I know Goff's been to a Super Bowl as well, but you know, re- with um, Laporta, pretty much, I think he's going to be out. That's a big oh, yeah, loss. That's a huge loss. And Kyron Williams is better than both of their running backs combined, in my opinion. I mean, he's been elite all year and take away those four weeks, he could be up there at the top of rushing yards. So, yeah. And we don't
0: want been... to give too much away for the whole game since we'll hit that in a little bit. Yeah.
2: Match-up so, yeah, wise. that's – yeah. I got to yeah. go Stafford for sure.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Um, who's your matchup? My matchup this week – Hoping they both play. I saw they're both questionable, but Legereus Sneed versus Tyreek Hill. I mean, Sneed and and McDuffie, and then also you got Waddle on both sides. So, you know, just receiver versus DBs in that game is going to be a crazy matchup. Sneed's been playing great ball all year, just playing with the I don't give a fuck attitude, really. Like, he'll get up in your face with anyone. And we saw it the first time they met in the regular season. He really didn't care. He, he matched up with Tyreek well, so I'm looking forward to that matchup. Tyreek need – they need Tyreek to have a big game in the playoffs for them to, you know, keep moving forward. So I'm going to go with Tyreek on that one. But anything could happen, dude. Sneed's been playing a hell of a game – or a hell of a season, and so has uh, Trent McDuffie. So
0: I'm looking forward to that one for sure. Hell, yeah. Uh, my matchup this week is going to be Derek Stingley versus Amari Cooper. I think this is going to be a huge factor in the, the outcome of the game – and you're putting their best corner on their best receiver. Um, yeah, it might not be the best game of the weekend, but it kicks off playoffs. And Dude, it could turn what, out being
1: one of the best games it of could. the weekend. I
0: could sure. see an upset. I, I mean, or you could see the Browns handling business. Either way, I think this matchup is going to be a huge part of this game. Mm-hmm. And with that said, I think Amari Cooper wins this matchup. But I don't know if that makes the result of the game in the Browns' favor.
1: Yeah, I could see Amari Cooper having a game. You know, Joe Flacco has been slinging it ever since he came back. Amari Cooper has been having himself some games. He had the, what, 260-something-yard game a couple weeks ago. So, yeah, I could see that for sure. Uh, We also do a dog. I don't know if you chose a dog, but a dog is just someone that goes off this week. Your player of
2: the week. Do you have a pick for this week? So, yeah. Um, My dog of the week, it's got to be Josh Allen. Josh Allen has to have that game. I feel like the Bills Steelers game is probably going to be the biggest blowout game, in my opinion, of the six, I feel like. Yeah, especially with T.J. Watt going down. So I feel like, you know, it's got to be Allen's game. Unless mm-hmm. Cook has another legacy game, you never know. But it's got to be Allen for me.
0: Mm-hmm. I like that. That's a, yeah. the smart and, yeah, the most likely pick right there for a dog. Mm-hmm. What
2: What do you think in his numbers are going to be? Um, I think he definitely, I'm going to say three touchdowns. I'm going to say, depends how far they're up, but I'll say he gets around 280, 300 yards around there. Okay. Um, but he's also probably going to throw a pick, <laughs> Yeah. but, uh,
1: but yeah, probably 30 to 40 on the ground too, bro. He's been running the ball. Yeah. Well. He was like their number one runner last week too. You yeah. might
2: see him run one win. Maybe, maybe yeah. four total touchdowns, but yeah, definitely three passing. What
1: does he have like 15
2: rushing touchdowns on the season? And they're not yeah. they're not all push pushes.
1: No. That. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's a good pick.
0: What about you, Josh?
1: My pick this week, he had a big game last week. He's had a lot of big games all season. Amon Ra St. Brown. I'm I've been, you know, over here on the can't lose show, we're a Niners podcast, but we've been riding for the Lions ever since last season. And Amon Ra's been balling. I think he's a big Pro Bowl snub. He's probably – I think he could be all pro this year up there with CeeDee Lamb. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he's going to have a big game, probably double-digit receptions, over 100 receiving yards, a touchdown or two. Just a big game for him. He dyed his hair blue. He's he's in playoff mode right now. Who's your yeah.
0: dog of the week? Man, I just want to say sorry, Jace. I know what we said. We're riding with the Lions, and I know that's – Hey, you division. know what? You know but what? I honestly – just-
2: I don't hate the lions. It's hard to hate a team that's been bad for a while. Maybe a mm-hmm. couple years from now when they're, when we're going to start battling it out, then I might hate them right now. I don't hate them. So yeah. Yeah. it's hard to hate the lions right now in general. It's hard, yeah. In that, they're, they're too likable.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dan Campbell, yeah. the man over there. Yep. Um. Well, back to you asking me my dog, my dog this week has to be Raheem Mostert. If they want this game to go in their favor in zero degree weather negative five i think it's forecasted to hit at one point Woo! i i don't see the the ball being one in the air or that game being one in the air it has to be one in the ground and if the dolphins wanted to go in their favor raheem has to play this week. And i know he's questionable but I, it's looking like he's playing uh he has to have the game that his seasons reflected yeah dude he's had a big season this year i mean number one or number is he number one in touchdowns this year or number two Number one, he finished number one. Yeah, yeah number one, so he's been yep. having a hell of
1: a year. I, I like
0: that pick a lot. Um, yeah, with that being said, let's just dive right into the games, though. We're going to go straight off ESPN's list of order. Um, so if you wrote him down differently, my bad. I didn't tell you the order. Um, but first up, we have Browns versus Texans. On three, go ahead and just say who you have winning, and then I'll let you talk first. Um, but okay. we're all going to say who won at, at the same time. Hopefully okay. our audience could know whose voice is who at this okay. point. But three, two, one, Texas. Browns. Wow. Oh, you're opposite
2: of us. Go ahead. You're the only one. With wow. The so I think I just going to say this. The Browns are going to be the most sleepy team in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's, my hot, that's yeah. my hot take. Okay. I think not only are they going to win this week, but they have a chance to go into Baltimore next week. And we know Joe Flacco built that home. That's his home. Don't be surprised. I know a lot of stuff have to happen. Chiefs have to win. Bills have to win. But I'm just saying, they can make a run. But I think it's not going to be a blowout, but Browns are going to get the job done. They're only I think they're favored by like two and a half. Um, It's not that I don't believe in Stroud, but they're just young. They don't have the experience that Flacco does. Um, And, you know, Browns have just been obviously the better team. They got the better defense. Um, obviously the coaches, those two guys are obviously battling it out for coach of the year. So two well-respected coaches. Um, but it's really going to come down to what defense I feel like I played better. And I feel like just that Browns front, especially that, you know, Zadarius Smith, Miles Garrett, it's just ridiculous. So I think they're going to put a lot of pressure. You could see the Texans O-line struggle a little, but yeah, I got Browns on top.
0: Okay. Okay. So opposite of that, we both have the Texans over here. And I think we're calling for an upset. The Texans aren't slated to win this game right in Vegas standards. Um, so upset it is. Um, I think C.J. Strout, D'Amico Ryans, they both get their their each side of the ball going. C.J. Strout leads that offense. D'Amico Ryans calls a great defensive game plan. He's He's been to the playoffs. He's done that, right? So his experience is there. Obviously, his players are going to have to lead on the veterans, I know they have Jimmy Ward over there on the defensive side um, that's been in many playoff games. And it's going to come from the veteran-led experience, and C.J. Stroud's not going to make that mistake a rookie makes, and that's how I see them winning the game.
1: I like that. All the same things that you just said. I'm taking the Texans. I think, you know, C.J. Stroud, I think he locked it up last week, that uh, rookie of the year. I know Puka broke two records that long time standing. Well, Waddle just yeah. broke one, but the other. other one was since the 1960s or something when there was only – 14 games but cj stroud having a performance like that i think he locked it up and i think you know he has another performance big performance against the browns and continues his i mean
0: historical rookie season oh yeah all right the next game on our slate is dolphins at chiefs okay sorry i was just reading an alert on my phone we're good hey, for yeah. now um dolphins at chiefs and on three we're gonna say it again And maybe we'll have the same. Maybe we won't. Three, two, one. Dolphin Chiefs.
2: Oh, again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, you're the lone soldier again, so you go first.
2: I mean, it's it's hard to pick against the Chiefs when they're at home. For sure, for sure. Especially, I mean, Dolphins are down seven starters on defense. I don't know if you guys saw today. Both of their middle linebackers, Van Ginkle and Jerome Baker, out for the year on the IR. They've already lost Chubb. They've lost Phillips. Um, Z- Xavier and Howard, he's probably not going to play either. I mean, they're just super banged up. And I know, I know, I know the Chiefs passing game has been a mystery. Um, But I feel like, especially with Moster and uh, Waddle, who if they do play, they're not going to be playing the full game. They're going to be limited. They're not going to be 100%. Hill's banged up. So there's a lot of unhealthiness. If they were healthy, Without a doubt, I'm picking Miami, but recently, especially how two has been playing, I just can't pick them in a very cold game in Arrowhead. So I got to go with Mahomes, at least in this round.
0: Okay.
1: Kind of changing my mind. I forgot how banged up they were. I forgot about Chubb, too. That's huge. And then Baker and and their other linebacker are out today. Yes.
0: Yeah. Oh, you want to change it? You want to change it? Go ahead. I'll be the lone soldier. I'm. I got a good reason for the Dolphins, winning.
2: and screw the Chiefs. I'm sticking with the Dolphins. <laughs> I <laughs> hope I'm wrong. I I love the Dolphins, but yeah. yeah.
0: What's your reasons for the Dolphins, though?
2: I just think, I I think it's gonna be
1: uh, the Dolphins win it on the ground. I think Tyreek, I mean uh, Mostert and HN get it done. I think the Chiefs don't have the game in the air or on the ground to put up enough points. I think it could be really close, and you're swaying me. Or really, I'm just riding with the Dolphins because I hate the Chiefs. Yeah, I I hate them too. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, I give you my explanation, Josh. Go, please put this on my phone real quick. <laughs> All right. Sorry, my phone's dying, and that's the camera reason. So
2: no, it's okay. Quick,
0: Josh is adding that, but I'll I'll talk you through my reason. So I have the Dolphins winning this, and the reason why – it's on. It's good. Um, the reason it's it's the Dolphins because their run game is what's going to win it for them. They're three deep. I know Raheem's questionable. I know A-Chan's questionable. But I think that's only because uh, they have to be questionable with their with their lingering injury. But they're going to play. And if it's that cold weather game, there's not going to be a lot of passes, especially if snow starts falling. Um, So you have Raheem, A-Chan, and the other guy from the 49ers. I'm drawing a blank. Jeff Wilson Jr., Jeff Wilson Jr., Jr. yeah. Yep. Jeff Wilson Jr., Versus I, Isaiah Pacheco, and I can't even name Clyde them. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire.
1: Oh, yeah. Clyde and Jarek Edwards- McKinnon. But
0: I, I trust the Dolphins running backs more than the Kansas City running backs, so that's why I have to go the Dolphins. Even with a banged-up Dolphins defense, you could stop a run game. You could stop a run game with backups. It's when you're, you're getting beat by the DBs and stuff, and you're thin there. That's where it gets dangerous, and if Mahomes is able to air it out, then, yeah, it may, the Chiefs probably are going to win. But I think that run game for the Dolphins kind of seals the deal for me.
2: Yeah. No, a has been balling out, so I love that pick. I love that pick.
0: All righty, next one. Stillers, Bills. You know the deal. Three, two, one, Bills. Bills. All right. We're all the same. Probably all the same reasons. Um, this going to be the blowout game of the weekend possible. I know it's playoffs and calling for a blow. it's kind of crazy, but it's just shaping up to be. The Steelers aren't it. They made the playoffs, but it's not enough for them. Like, they're, they're done and they don't have enough in the tank.
1: Sure. What's the weather forecast in Buffalo? I mean, it's got to be cold over there too. And uh, the Steelers' run game has been, I mean – They've been heating up. Najee and Jalen Warren. I'm so
0: glad Najee table. turned his season around. Yeah. I remember at the beginning, they were hating on him. And I've always liked Najee Cali boy. And it just I'm glad he turned it around. Yeah. But that could
1: be interesting, interesting though. If it's if that game is gonna be real cold, snowing, I don't know what the weather forecast is, but Steelers it says the
2: high, the high on Sunday or no, it's on Saturday, right? Yeah. Ah, uh, so Sunday it's gonna snow, but Saturday it's gonna rain 70% no, it, chance it, it, it is Sunday. Oh, it is on Sunday. It tells you the weather
0: forecast. Go down the
2: bottom. Yeah, it says it's gonna snow. Thirty-five percent, twenty-nine degrees is the high. So it's gonna be cold. Ooh, that could be interesting. So James Cook's been having a really good season. Could have a big game. Who? James Cook could have a big game then if they can't pass a lot. So you never know. And I think the
1: loss of TJ Watt is just—I mean—that's huge. Josh Allen with a little bit more time and a little less pressure could be dangerous.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Next game, we got your Packers, Dallas Cowgirls. Three, two, one, Cowboys. Cowboys. Packers. Oh. Thank you for us. sticking
2: up for your team. Talk to us. Let's go. All right. So, I know we don't have Rodgers anymore, but this is a crazy stat. The Packers are 9-0 and since AT&T Stadium got built. We've never lost in there. Matt LaFleur. So far in his career, has also owned the Cowboys. Cowboys and haven't Mike, lost at home. And then Mike McCarthy, you know, he's just not it. And I would know more than anyone. He screwed Aaron Rodgers' yeah. career up. He should. We should. He should have at least two, maybe three rings. And you know, I know the Cowboys haven't lost at home this year, but you know, we got. No- Here's how I look at it: Packers got nothing to lose. The pressure is all on the Cowboys, like it is every playoffs. And yes, Packers choke every year, but so do the Cowboys. So it's really, you know, a lot of people are saying it's going to be a blowout, which it could be. It could be. But at the same time, you know, Jordan Love is playing as good as anyone in the league. He's playing so free. He's got all the confidence in the world. There's no pressure. We've beaten the Lions. We've beaten the Chiefs. So we've showed that we can beat, uh, you know, good playoff teams. Yeah. So, you know, I feel like we could go in there and pull off an upset and just history keep repeating itself, like the Niners always kick our butts. So, that's my pick.
0: I, I, for what you said, like it makes me want to change so bad. It's just it's hard to say the yeah. Cowboys are going to lose at home this week, just because mm-hmm. they've been so good at home. Mm-hmm. And you bring up McCarthy. I totally skipped that that aspect. Trying to go against your former team that's huge in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it's hard to switch. So I'm going to stick the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And they'll get it done in the air, and I think C.D. Lamb kind of has a game, and that's kind of a deciding factor right there. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, even when we were picking, I wanted to pick the Packers. I really didn't want to pick the Cowboys, but mm-hmm. like you said haven't lost. No, yeah, home, it's they're definitely they the rolling safety. into the playoffs on a big W against the Commanders, and I think that was a perfect situation for them. Like they needed a big win. They they dominate against the Commanders, yeah. so. Yeah, I'm going with the Packers for that one. CeeDee
2: Lamb's been playing incredible this year.
1: especially ever since they called him a number three receiver, a slot yep. guy.
2: Early yeah. on the season struggled, and then like from like week six to the end, by far the best receiver in the league. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I got to ride with the Cowboys on this
1: one.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, next game. My game of the week, really, if I was to yeah. pick a game. Yeah. Rams at Lions. Three, two, three. One, lion Rams.
2: Wow. Woo!
0: Talk to <laughs> us. Let us know.
2: So, the Rams are going to go in there, and they're going to win by at least seven. I'm calling it right now. The Los Angeles Rams. The, Lo- the Los Angeles Rams might be another sneaky team. It's going to be between the Browns and the Rams. Here's how I look at it. Whoever, so if the Packers were to beat the Cowboys, whoever wins that Lions-Rams game is guaranteed to the NMC championship because they are not going to lose to the Bucs, and they are definitely not going to lose to the Eagles. So that's how I look at it. And as far as with the Rams, they just have the more experience. And, you know, they're like the Texans, in my opinion, where, you know, they're younger. They don't have the experience. And experience is very important. I mean, it showed over the years. We've seen more talented teams getting beat because they don't have that experience. And, yes, Campbell is you know, at least this year is the better coach, but obviously, you know, McVay's made it his two Super Bowls. He has that experience. Yeah. And just Stafford going into Detroit, he's just gonna be playing with that chip on his shoulder. And I just can't see them losing. Yes, the Rams secondary sucks, but so does the Lions as of late. Really since Thanksgiving, it's just been really bad. Um, so it's going to be neck and neck. I know they still have Hutchinson, but Rams have Donald, so you know it's about even. They Dude, got that Rams' D line has
1: actually been like very, like
2: you said, they've sneaky. had some rookies. There's like step three up. or four guys with like seven plus sacks on. That yeah, they've D had line. Byron Young step up, Ernest Jones, maybe Turner or something like yep. that.
0: So, are you calling for a shootout type of game or a physical?
2: Oh I no, know it's, it's going to be. Points, it's going to be a shootout. I think okay. Rams win thirty-one to twenty-four. If I had to make a prediction. I did my and Maher and, to and Maher's sure gonna seven. miss a, and Maher's gonna miss a kick because he sucks.
0: Okay, okay.
2: So, but yeah, Rams are gonna win by seven. Okay, Um, so we both said Lions. Do you want to say your
1: reason first? I mean, I'm just taking the Lions just because I've been riding with the Lions, like I said, since last season. And I mean, they've been on fire this season, dude. Amon Ra. I mean, they're running backs, probably one of the top duos in the league this season. I think it's going to be too much for the Rams. I could I could see a really good game like you said a
0: shootout. But man, I'm pulling for the Lions this weekend. Yeah. Um when you were talking about Matthew Stafford, I, it made me think about he is the only quarterback in the NFC to win a Super Bowl um in this playoffs, but I just the La- the Lions have been playing so goddamn good that I don't think they fold this week. Give them at least one good week in the in the playoffs. Let their fan base be happy, and then next week's their time. <laughs> but for now, Lions.
2: All right, that's fair.
0: Last week or last week, last game of the week, Eagles Bucks. Three, two, one. Bucks. Bucks.
2: Hell yeah! Okay,
0: straight across the board, Bucks. Who wants to give the reason first?
1: I mean, I'll go. I just, the Eagles have been falling apart. They're like you said about the Dolphins, there's a lot of guys banged up. There's a lot of guys questionable. I'm not sure. I didn't see AJ Brown on the injury report. I don't know what's going on with that. I thought he might have been out for the season. I don't know exactly what's going on there. But it's not been looking good for the Eagles. They they're like I saw that they're the first team to start eleven and one or ten and one 10 and one and finish eleven uh, and eleven and whatever, 11 and not go at least twelve wins. So they fell apart at the end of the season, and uh, they got through the gauntlet, huh? But they after that they freaking I don't know what happened.
0: the The 49ers kind of gave them on a on a downfall, and <laughs> they kind of tore
2: apart a couple of teams, the Jags, so... the Eagles. Eagles is an interesting team to touch on because people are like, well, they made it to the Super Bowl last year. Okay, let's not forget their run. They played a mediocre Giants team. They had that first round wild card by, so they played them in the divisional. They played the Niners with McCaffrey at quarterback, and then they they lost. I know I know they actually played the Chiefs really well in that game. They only lost that by a game winner. But I'm just saying, they had such the easiest run you could have. Even in, in the playoff. regular season, they had the easiest schedule. Exactly. So, Sirianni, by the way, he does not impress me whatsoever. I don't think he's a good coach at all. Um, I think you could even make the argument that he's overrated. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, you know, if take away the tush push, I mean, this offense, I, I don't know. But, I mean, Jalen Hurts, last year he looked really good passing the ball. This year it's been the opposite. Very, very inconsistent, throwing a lot of picks, throwing a lot of balls and double coverage, just not reading, not making the right decision making, whatever it is. Um, Baker, yes, he's been struggling the last couple of weeks, but dude, Baker, he had that little four week run, dude. He was bacon. That guy was just balling out. Yeah. And their like home found his home in Tampa. Todd I like Bowles, that reference. Todd Bowles. I
0: don't want that to go notice. <laughs> he was <But> bacon. bacon. <laughs> he was bacon for sure. He was cooking. I'm going to try to clip that right there. Remind me, <laughs> clip that.
2: <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, Todd Bowles, I trust him more, um, you know, than Sirianni. So give me the Bucks at home. Hell, yeah.
0: Um, for pretty much the same reasons you just said, and I think Baker Mayfield has a game, the Bucks. Yeah,
1: I almost picked Baker Mayfield as my dog of the week. I think he's going to have a big game. Him and Mike Evans. I mean, you got Godwin, you got a couple tight ends over there. Rashad White has been a great receiving back. I mean, he's been great all yeah on the ground and oh yeah in the air. So yeah. It could be ugly for the Eagles this
2: week. It could yeah, I was
0: telling you before the show, I think a blowout. I'm thinking
2: 28 to 7 yeah. type of game. I mean, they just lost to the Giants by 17. So yeah. I mean
0: the only reason why the Eagles are in the playoffs is because how hot they started. Exactly they win those
2: games up front.
0: They're, I mean they've lost the last a push,
2: you know. They've lost their last five out of six. If a team doesn't deserve to be in the playoffs, it's them. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's all right. They'll be knocked out though. So, and we don't have to watch them anymore. (laughs) For sure. Um, Let's uh,
0: get out of the NFL to close out the show. We like to talk college ball and it's the last week of college. It just happened. So let's just end it with the championship game. Michigan wins the national championship against Washington. What was your overall thoughts? Um, you could go however you want to break it down. Just
2: want to hear your thoughts on it. Well, first I want to credit you guys. You guys called it. You guys were right in Michigan. Um, he, he was well. I guess it wasn't a complete blowout, but it wasn't a it no. Wasn't a, he so he said. Race. I I was listening to my podcast uh, last week. He said the final score was going to be forty-two to fourteen. I literally clicked it. The final score was thirty-four to thirteen. That was close, Ooh, damn. Oh, so I credit Trent all the way. Hell he, yeah! I don't know. Someone was telling him something. That was a good. That was a good prediction. Hell damn. yeah! Were you talking to? I upstairs? didn't even know that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, dude. Panics, man. First of all, though, it's one game. People are overreacting a little bit. He's still really talented. Yeah, yeah, very but talented. It just shows how good that Michigan defense is. Yeah. I mean. The O line for Washington got absolutely just threaded. I mean, every I felt play. Like and they were seventy percent of 70% the, of the time. It felt like panics already had a guy on his face one second after the snap. I mean, yeah. it was just brutal. McCarthy, he didn't have to do much in this game, but he, you know, he kept the he chains job. moving. But dude, Blake Corum, dude, just another monster, monster mm-hmm. game. And I also want to credit Edwards. He had a couple big runs um and so you know when you comp- when you pack up their running game with their defense it's tough to beat Harbaugh. he finally got the job done now he joins his brother who won a super bowl obviously against him. in 2013 mm-hmm. yep so yeah we might see that 2013 super bowl rematch for sure but um yeah i credit i credit michigan <laughs> and uh yeah they got the job done
1: yeah dude michigan's run game was insane they averaged eight yards a carry and they had two backs over 100 yards with two touchdowns i mean can't ask for much more than that it's hard to beat a team when you're averaging eight yards a carry you got like i think it was 300 yards on the ground or something like that i mean jj mccarthy had he might have averaged like eight yards per carry he had like 40 rushing yards they could not stop the run it was it was bad i mean they had two of the longest touchdown runs i think and Uh national championship Mm -hmm. history.
0: Yeah, not looking good for that Washington defense. You guys took all my talking points away except for one. So let me just hit that. Um, Michigan, you said it they could they were in Penix's face, but I want to give a shout out to their offensive line. The holes they created, the time they gave McCarthy when he dropped back, it just they won on both sides of the ball in the trenches and that's where that game was decided yeah that game was won because michigan's big boys stepped up and i hate to say it like linemen just never get noticed until it's broken Mm -hmm. and they didn't even get like that big of a shout out at the end of it they gave it to the superstars of course which all good they deserve it but shout out the big boys for michigan on both sides of the ball yeah and that's. Literally how I want to end this game because mm-hmm. they deserve that shout out. Yeah. And
2: it, I man. real quick, I want to touch on this because I know we're talking about offensive linemen right now. So a lot of P, a lot of NFL experts that I've heard think that Trent Williams is just the number one overall player in the league. Mm-hmm. Higher than Mahomes, higher than you know, CMC, you know, TJ Watt, whoever's up there in the top five, right? And You know, I tend to agree because when you have a guy like that who dominates every single play, and you just know when you run it to that side, there's gonna be a hole because he's just gonna run everyone over. I mean, it just shows you, like you touched on, they don't get the credit they deserve, and don't you know Harbaugh created some good schemes, and the O line just was more physical than Washington. They wanted it more, and they showed it. So credit to them.
0: All righty, man. Well, this is the end of our show. And I just want to end it with Mr. Harbaugh's quote. Who's got it better than us? Nobody. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you, Jace, from Up Your Score podcast for coming on. This has been a great episode.
2: Yeah!